The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome to Expect the Unexpected, a PoppyChuloRadio.com original series, Poppy Chulo Radio, pop culture on demand. Today is Thursday, August 24th, 2023, and I'm your host, Jeffrey Aruz. During this podcast, we'll be having an in-depth discussion on CBS's Big Brother. Please welcome my co-host, my fellow house guest. He's back from the nether region. (laughs) It's Michael Pena. What's up, people? Feels good to be back. Yes. And he fit in that little uh, that little message shoot thing that they have. You compressed yourself. That I did. Yes, it you worked. did. All right. Okay, listeners, we are, what did Julie say? We're day 23 outside of the Big Brother house, but we pick up day 20 inside of the Big Brother house, and we pick up with the veto meeting fallout and everything that occurred afterwards. We had some really serious, very dramatic conversations. You got to love the piano music. It was like a daytime soap opera. It was majestic. Where we had Heisem get confronted with everything that happened during his HOH reign, as well as those first couple of days of Miss Felicia's HOH reign. And... Listen, I'm I'm just going to repeat this shit again. Had they just confronted him way back when, none of this shit would have happened. But they didn't. They allowed it to fester and grow until it turned into something. Like, I'm a big believer in open communication. Like, I am very communicative in all of my relationships, when it's, whether it's a romantic one, a friendship, a familial relationship, a working relationship. Like, you need to be open and honest. You need to be able to communicate. Because if not, this is when stupid shit happens. And this is why this happened. And so, at the end of it all, is this Heisem's story of redemption, or is this Heisem's story of revenge? And interestingly enough, the way that they edited the episode, it was more so Heisem's story of redemption. We saw a very apologetic Heisem. We saw a lot of one-on-one conversations with Heisem, and let's be for real, the main people in the Professor's Alliance, and um, it sort of tugged at all of their heartstrings, and it seemed as if a flip was going to happen. We'll talk about the flip, because they flipped, they flopped, they did a whole bunch of stuff with that kind of thing. But what was interesting is that they chose not to show any of Heisem's revenge, because there were intense moments over the past couple of days, ever since the nomination or I should say, ever since the veto meeting. And they didn't show any of that. They didn't show Heisem kind of spilling the tea on the professors to jag. So they they went the redemption route, which maybe was to um, fool the audience, the casual viewers, those that only watch the show, into thinking maybe there there was going to be a, um, a second wind for Heisem. What did you think of... Heisem, revenge, or redemption? I think I prefer the redemption route. It it makes for better television. And realistically, that's what happened in the last 24 hours. Mind you, a lot of what they showed today on the episode happened yesterday afternoon, 5 p.m. Central Time. I saw all of those live. I saw all conversations. And it was funny because the Izzy conversation actually took place after the Sari conversation. And then... When uh, they're discussing Izzy's uh, Felicia and Felicia and uh, Sari in the HOH, when she went to go get him, and he saw the little time passing by, dude, it was literally five seconds later because Hy- uh, Heisen was already walking in the hallway, and they happened to go get him and bring him in. So I thought it was funny how they edited, like it was actually out of sequence a lot of the times, and obviously they're pushing a narrative, right? Or they want to see what's more important. But I prefer the redemption just because, again, it happened most recently. So that's the thought you want to go with. In case there is a flip, it makes a better story. 
rather than it was on Wednesday he had his rampage. And the reason now you saw all these apologetics, like him apologizing, him saying, hey, it happened yesterday. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of happy that came in. I can understand you'd want to see the fight and the meanness and the revenge, but it wasn't going to go anywhere. So that's just the way I see it. And at least this way, it's more captivating, right? You also want to fool the audience, like you mentioned, right? You want to trick the audience like, ooh, can it happen? Might it happen? And there was a chance. There, It was, as you mentioned, there was a flip and the flop. And it just, it couldn't hold water. And I just want to bring it up now because I'll kind of want to, we'll get it rolling. I want to get your thoughts on this too. Mm-hmm. Let's just stick with this, to be honest with you. I agree with you now. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna back you up. It was a oh. stupid move. No, no. You're. you're I, I. I thought about it, and for the long term, but the only kink was that, and he confirmed it for me in the DR. Heisem was looking for outside allies. The only issue was it got out. Everybody does it, right? It's the smart thing to do, but it got out, and how he said it. Remember, I, I told you last on Sunday. It's how his message was delivered to them and what he said that got back to his group, and they no longer trusted him. They already were on tipsy on the tip, tipping point with him because of the way he was acting. And then he says that to America, she was literally the dagger to his game. Now he almost rallied back, but what messed him up, and I and I gotta give props to him, is Corey was like, no, because it almost serves him no purpose to keep Heisem. It gets rid of a strong player. It gets him closer to the bye-bye bitches, the original, the OG team. It puts him in a great seat between two groups. Had he had to flip with the vote, even Jared, it would have exposed their game no longer in the middle, and that would have been a definitive line. So props to Corey playing so eloquently because he played at Izzy's ego, who he played to kind of seal it was Izzy and then Izzy's the yes man to Sari because even Sari was like damn she admits this was a different game for Survivor and she played too fast too quick because her thing is you get out the big threats and I think it hit her later that man I believe this was the wrong move and she learns right as you said it's a brand new game you mentioned it that is very different and she showed her rookiness in that now I want to see what are your thoughts on on you know having heist in the redemption arc and the and the revenge, what would you like to see? And what are your thoughts now as Corey kind of emerging as a, I feel like a very big threat, but super under the radar? Okay, that's a lot to unpack. Um, all right. My only problem with uh, what he said to America was he did not specifically... Because I'm a big, like, I'm a semantics person. You know what I'm saying? Like, he did not call them the leftovers. He did not specifically say, like, those are the leftovers and I'm stuck with them. Like, he was, I understand what he was saying. I think America, in my opinion, and this is probably props to her, you know, she either took it that way or she spun it that way against him. And she spun it in a way that they would be the most offended by it. So, like, I don't... Because I heard him say it, and it it doesn't sound the way that it was presented. Like, the way Izzy was saying it before they showed the clip. I think they they had her say it, and then they showed the clip. She was like, we're not the leftovers. I'm so emotional by this, and I'm hurt that you would call us the leftovers. And then they show the clip. And he didn't say they are the leftovers. He was like, we were the group that was left over because he's talking about there was an alliance formed from Riley and we were the ones that were left over. Like, so the context and the semantics is very different than how they interpreted it. Now, Heisen probably remembers saying the words leftovers, and he owns up to it in the diary room, but it's not the way he said it in the actual conversation. And once again, it's a semantics thing, and when you're having an argument with someone, you know, it's very difficult sometimes to to argue that, especially if someone else is telling you that it was said in a specific way. So I can I can understand why that's a losing argument for Heisem anyway. But looking back at the clip, he did not call them the leftovers. He said, like, we were left over because Riley made this large alliance. So I just want to put that out there. Because when I saw the clip, I was like, it's not really as bad as what y'all are thinking. 
because they really ran with the whole, you know, we're the leftovers, he's stuck with us, and all this kind of stuff. Like, yes, he did some use some of that other language, but I understand what he was doing, and let's be honest, the others are doing the same shit as well. Like, it, it's... And, and I don't even know if it's that he was caught doing it. I think it's just the semantics of how they were presented, what he was saying. Because everyone else is doing it. I mean, it's not like they don't have any conversations with the other side of the house. Like, Red clearly has an alliance with Cameron. Like, they even said it. Miss Felicia, I think, was the one that said in this episode, like, Red is clearly not going to vote against Cameron. Like, he's not going to vote him out. So, like, they know they're they're dipping their toes in, like, not other alliances, but at least making bonds with other people. And at the end of the day, like, they need to do that to kind of defend themselves. Like, they're in an alliance, and they're all supposed to defend each other, but having that extra person, i.e. how the cookout did it, you know, it gives you an extra cushion. So I understand what he was trying to do. He even told the others that they should be doing it. The others were already kind of doing it. So, you know, I get it. Everyone's in their feelings, which kind of, like, heightens everything. I also feel like they might not be pumping a lot of oxygen into that house because the way people flip-flop, you know, maybe they, they aren't receiving a lot of oxygen to the brain or something. I don't know. Now, as far as Corey... Corey is interesting. We also have to remember, and I don't remember if they showed this a lot on the show, but this was like a recurring theme on the live feeds, especially the first week and a half. Heisem hated Corey. Like, Heisem hated Corey for whatever fucking reason. He rubbed him the wrong way. You know, there's some people you just don't like. You know, I don't know you, but you're giving off a bad vibe, and I just don't like you. Maybe you remind me of someone that I knew that I didn't like. So all of a sudden, you know, I am transferring the hatred that I had for that person onto you. Maybe that's what was going on with Isom. But he really disliked Corey. Like, he did not give him the time of day. He would always be very short and curt with him. And I think Corey knows that Isom did not like him. So I think Corey's dislike of Hysam has to deal with some of that. And at the end of the day, I mean, he is going to do what he wants for his game. Now, my whole concern is, because of what I mentioned before, Cameron has paid attention and he knows that, you know, the, the three, you know, at the top of uh, the Alliance Pyramid, it is Sari, it is Izzy, and it is Miss Felicia. If somehow Cameron ends up winning HOH, like, you know, and part of me, you know, as much as I feel like they need to get humbled, part of me would love to see that just because of the drama. And, you know, I don't want any of them to leave. But part of me is like, oh, maybe y'all need to get humbled a little bit. And if Cameron wins HOH and nominates two of you, like, good grief, that'll wake you up and be like, shit, we should have kept Tyson. Um, because at the end of the day, like, Heisem is better for the professors' game. Like, he really was. Um, point blank and the period. You know, he really was. And, uh, yeah, like... I agree. This I could, agree. This could be a huge mistake for Sari. I mean, I mean, well, I mean, let's just be honest. I mean, we already saw the episode, and hopefully listeners, if you saw, you should have seen the episode to hear us talking about it. But Heisem was evicted. So this could be a huge mistake for Suri. We're going to have to wait and see, though. Um, but props to Corey for, you know, sticking his foot down and being like, hey, if we're working together, you know, this is this, this is the best move. You know, secretly, it is a better move for him because, as you said, Jared and Corey are kind of working in the middle. Although, Jag, when Hysum filled Jag in on, like, the professors and that sort of thing, Jag sort of slowly started making connections that Jared really isn't, you know, down with the handful. And that Jared is kind of... Um, not to name a, a show that Sari was on, but that Jared is a traitor. Uh, so... Dun, dun, dun. Yes. So there is that. They did not show that on the show. That's part of the live feeds. But Jag did start to make that connection. Um, so, yeah, we're going to have to wait and see what the hell happens. But um, as far as, like, the flip-flopping, 
I mean, flip-flop, flippity-flip-flop, flip-flop, flip-flip-floop. I'm like, here for it, man. The flapjacks. Flapjacks. It was, there were more flip-flops than the International House of Pancakes in this season. Like, BB25, I read this as a quote. Somebody tweeted this, and I'm like, you know what? That's perfect. It's the perfect way to describe the season. BB25 was BB25-ing this entire week. You know, the flip-flopping yes. is crazy. Like, I, oh my god. God, like it makes it very entertaining, but literally over the course of a couple hours, you know, they went from Heisem being the target to Cameron being the target to Heisem being the target again to Cameron being the target again to Heisem being evicted, Heisem being saved, Heisem being evicted, Heisem being saved. And I add this to Corey's thing because Corey's lying or he's dumb or he doesn't care. Same with Jack. Cam is after them, and they they semi know it, but he but he kept he kept. No, they know it for sure. Right, but it's funny. He kept stroking. Well, today's conversation before the live, a few hours ago. I don't know. Maybe Izzy's just being nice. I think she's pretty naive. Anyways, she he kept saying, "Like, well, if we keep heist, because they kept going back and forth, right? Well, if we keep heist, some you know, Cam's gonna come after. I mean, if we keep Cam, he's gonna come after us. Ah, he's not gonna go with you." Like, no, yeah, you're right. You're right, Corey. Yeah, no, I can see him not going after us. It's like he's stroking that they believe it, but he's putting them in comfort that benefits. Probably. That's why, that's why I'm giving him props. That, that's straight up. His conversational skills are so non-threatening. It's ridiculous. And they're feeding it. And Jared, he's getting a little too cocky, man. I, you, I, I, I hope you've been seeing some of the feeds. The way he's kind of addressing things and talking like he knows everything and – it's like his mom, except the mom is calm and can back it up, but he's very vocal about it. He's very vocal about it with Blue and uh, Corey. So I want to see how that plays out. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. But no, you're good. I, no. Found, I found that interesting how that's kind of going to feed into it. Because this HOH, I'm going to say it now, is going to either be the biggest mistake Sarif, Felicia, and Izzy make, or they're going to be okay 100%. It's a coin flip. It's no, it anyone. really is. Yeah. It's a straight up. I'm, okay, and actually, let's go with that. What are your thoughts? What do you What do you think are going to be the ramifications of today's HOH? And I know Julie says it every week. This is the most, you know, most important power of veto yet, or most, most important HOH. But this is, I feel like, the first time a real turning point for the HOH. Like, it will either benefit one side massively where they can run over the other side or the grateful, hateful hand five, whatever they're called, high five. This could be their moment to kind of get momentum back. What are your thoughts on that? It's crazy to say this, but this is a crazy season with the flip-flopping and with the intensity of every single week. Week four, the fourth HOH of the season. Is this week four? Well, it's four HOHs. This is the fourth HOH. So yeah, it technically is week four. Um, start of week four, yes. Yes, the start of week four. This HOH really is the most important HOH of the season thus far. I'm sure we will have other important HOHs, but thus far, this is the most important. Because as you said, this is either going to go well for the professors, or whatever the fuck they're calling themselves now, or it's going to be the week in which they get humbled. And at this point, even though I love me the professor side, I love me the bye-bye bitches, for the most part, I don't mind seeing them get humbled. Like, if this wakes them up, this wakes them up. Um, But, like, part of me wants them to dominate. But will they dominate? I don't know. Like, this is a huge HOH. If Cameron wins, he is striking. And uh, thus far... Sari has not been a comp beast in Big Brother. I don't know if she was a comp beast in Survivor, but, um, you know, she's going to have to wake up a fire inside of her because, you know, people a lot are... Of it was, sorry, mm-hmm. A lot of it was her wordplay. Well, like yeah, I mean, she's going to have to make sure she's got all the words and all the play because, but... like, I 100% believe... If Cameron wins, he's nominating probably Sari and Izzy. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And let me throw this at you. Do you, I think it was a 
Felicia made a lot. I think the Bye Bye Bitch made a bunch of mistakes going into the back door. One, the back door, but whatever. They're going to go for it, right? I think they should have never, never told Jag and Cameron because they that put a lot of doubt within their own group. They left some of their group out of the loop. Yes, yeah, they have Bowie the nominators. Jane. And because of that, Bowie Jane is now she doesn't know and she'd rather not. And because of that, he Red had to hear it from Cameron. And Cameron was so smart on how he did it. He's like, I can bring him in if he doesn't know already. He's like, this is my chance. And what did he do? He brought him in. And Red's like, he told me something my own alliance that didn't tell me. And then how, and this is when Felicia knew they lost Red when Red confronted her about it. You know, like in an indirect way. But she knew. He knew. Yeah, and I love right that Miss Felicia knows. Oh, me too. And she knew she screwed up. But I feel like that was pivotal because had they just kept it a secret the entire fucking time. The problem. And just did mm-hmm. it. I think it, would, it wouldn't have been as bad or done it last minute like the night before. Fuck it. You have a, uh, a meeting without Heisman. That's when you expose it. Not several days before. That's what I think. I feel like it made it worse. They could have had less collateral damage that way. Your thoughts? Well, the problem with what they did, because they did form an alliance, I think it's the Seven Deadly Sins, where uh, Jag, I'm trying to remember who's in this. I think it's Jag, Corey, and Jared with Miss Felicia, Sari, Izzy, and maybe Nicole. I think those are the seven deadly sins. I could be wrong. Maybe Matt uh, is in there. Maybe Matt is in too there. Too many alliances, bro. Too I know. There are alliances. too many alliances this year. I'm very confused by all of them. Maybe Matt is in there. I know that America is supposedly the eighth member, but they don't trust her. So America. she's like the eighth member with air quotes around it. Um, but whomever's in that one, I know Jag 100% is in it. The problem with them making an alliance with Jag, Jag now has seen firsthand that these people, a.k.a. the professors, a.k.a. the bye-bye bitches, they will turn on their own. So for me, I'm like, okay, I am the new person here. They're going to turn on me at some point. Like, you can't fully trust that alliance. You have to really take it on a week-to-week basis. So that means if Jag wins tonight... I don't know if he's going to agree with the alliance. You know what I'm saying? Like he could nominate. Oh no, he's going after. He's taking his shot. Exactly. I'll, like I'll be dumbfounded if he doesn't. This is a huge HOH because if none of the professors, or at least the bye bye bitches within the professors, if none of them win, someone is going up, and more than likely it is Sari and Izzy. And um, I mean, I'm going to assume that's why there's that new twist, which we will talk about in a little bit. Maybe that's why that new twist is there, let's, to save, hey, to save right somebody. Go into it. Do it. I'll no, let's not do it, it because I want to talk about okay, – okay, okay. I do want to talk okay, about yes, 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 the yes. actual eviction. You know what I'm saying? Because we got some interesting stuff there. So, okay. So, flip-flopping. It looked like Heisem maybe had a chance. But then – and let me say this. Props to the choice of – who they were having vote first because they were showing the people that clearly were not going to vote for him first. You know, everyone's heisem, heisem, heisem. And then we start to see the people that if they vote a different way, then heisem will be uh, still in the house and Cameron was going to be evicted. But then we saw it's heisem, heisem, heisem. So once again, a unanimous vote. Oh, the dream. We almost had a split vote, and that would have been magic. But no, by a vote of 11 to 0, Heisem, you have been evicted from the Big Brother house. He goes out. Um, We saw a really interesting Heisem. Like, he understood. He fucked up. Um, I liked him. We almost saw, like, a lighter Heisem. You know, very chill, not-in-the-game Heisem. So it was interesting to see Julie interview him. He was also shocked by the Sari Jared familial relationship, although he said, you know, they look alike, so it kind of makes sense. And he even said that he rooted for them to go to the end. And then we saw the goodbye cool. messages. Wait, what'd you say? I said that was really cool of him. Like, I agree with you 100% everything. That was really, I like that. It yeah. showed that he was kind of true. And then we saw the goodbye messages. I really liked Sari and Izzy's goodbye messages. I thought they were nice. 
Um, Matt's was interesting, you know, because of the revenge aspect, it, so it worked. I don't know what Blue was trying to do. I think she was trying to have a moment, and it was an epic failure. Like, I think she thought she ate, and it was just so stupid. Like, sorry, Blue, but that was so fucking dumb. Like, we've never that really cringy, seen... Man. I don't yeah. think... We've never seen, like, an altercation between them on the live feed. So, like, for her to come after him like that, I thought it was so stupid. Um, I think she's trying to be America's favorite player, and that shit is not working. Blue, the recruit. But anyway. Uh, all right. So he has been eliminated. Um, he has been evicted from the Big Brother house. Any thoughts on that? Anything else to add before we jump into the other wonderful stuff that we learned in, in the, at the end? No, you kind of said it all. You kind of said it all for me, and I, I agree 100% because that was just the. It was cool, man. I just, like you said, had they just talked to him, I think he would have been fine. I like that he could admit it. That was, like, that's that's the way a game player should be. It's actually the way Survivor players have been lately. Because we've seen so many bitter contestants. But I like the fact he was humble about it. I like the goodbye messages. You're right. They did pick him. And Blues, yeah, made no sense. It was no so sense. dumb. Yeah. I don't know what she was trying to do. But she, she thought she did something, but she did nothing. Okay, so we learned, well, we, we learned last week... We learned last week that the legendary pressure cooker HOH competition would return with a scary verse twist. They did something that I'm so glad they did. I, I thought maybe Kesar would have been there in person to maybe host it, but they had a video message with him basically reintroducing the pressure cooker. It was 18 years ago, the last time that it aired. It is legendary. That was BB6. And, uh, I mean, it was the HOH competition that sealed Kesar's fate in the house. So it was an incredibly intense competition. And this time around, there is a scary verse twist. The actual HOH competition is called Revenge of the Pressure Cooker. They are inside of, like, an enclosed building. It looks a little creepy. It's a little spooky. And once again, they have to hold... A button. You have to hold the button. You let go of the button, or you sit down, or kneel, aka breaking the rules. You get eliminated, and you have to collect a card. There are ten cards for the ten house guests that will not be HOH. There are punishments, and there are prizes inside of those envelopes. And, uh, yeah, uh, when we left the competition, they were in the dark, my assumption is that interesting stuff will happen to them. Um, I don't know how I feel about the competition, just because I want to see it play out on Sunday. Because the way that it was originally, it was a glass enclosure in the backyard. So, like, the hot sun was going to be out there. Like, I could see it, like, being much more uncomfortable. Like, I want them to be uncomfortable. You know what I'm saying? I don't want them to, like, be in the AC and comfortable. So, uh, you know, because it's a pressure cooker. Like, it's supposed to be really intense. So, we'll see how it goes. I hope that they unleash stuff in there so that it, uh, you know, spooks them and maybe allows them to release the button. The competition lasted 14 hours last time. Will it last that long this time? I don't know. Part of me is like, I don't think it will. But everyone, I think, wants that HOH. Like, this is not an HOH that you want to throw. Especially because of the chaos from this week in the house. And I don't really know who anyone can trust in the house right now. So I feel like this is the important HOH. And everyone's trying to win it. Your thoughts on the return of the pressure cooker. Did you like that KSR returned and had a video message introducing it? Do you hope we see more of that? I mean, it's BB25. I feel like we've forgotten that this is, you know, a landmark historic season. And we saw during premiere nights, you know, three legends or maybe two legends and one maybe not as legendary uh, contestants, house guests from the past. We saw them return to record a little skit. Would you like to see other former house guests return to either host a competition or uh, preview competitions like KSR did? And uh, what kind of scary verse twists do you think we're going to get? We're going to get into America's Vote in just a moment, but I want to get your take first on the, re the return of the pressure cooker. 
Oh, I love it. I love the fact that it came back. I was also a tad disappointed. I wanted the clear glass house again. And actually, I felt like it was harder because it was a tiny thumb button, if I'm not mistaken, in the original pressure cooker. It wasn't a big button like the one they have now. So, like, okay, it seems a little easier, but I think what's going to make it difficult is the scary twist. The fact you're in a dark room. Man, if you jump scare someone, they're going to move. They're going to get out. So I'm, I, they're, they're going to scare them. They're going to have people go in there. I think they're going to take advantage of the scare factor. So I'm hoping for that. And like you said, you got to wait for it to see it play out. And I'm kind of interested to see what are some of the good cards and some of the bad cards. It's going to be funny to see, you know, not funny, but interesting to see how that plays it. Prizes, what kind of punishments are laid out. I'm excited for it. I'm going to watch it live tonight. The uh, K-Star video was awesome. I didn't expect that. I was like, oh, shoot. The OG back, the one, the comp that did him in that season after he came back. And uh, it was a great video. I, I hope and I think they will do more of that because they'll get more a positive reception from it. And I'm excited to see old comps c- come back with a new twist. And I kind of hope this leads into future seasons where they kind of see like, hey, it's okay to bring back an old comp that was a favorite or that was not used in the wild but still asked for. So that is great to see. And I want to see more of it. I'm excited. It should be good. And it's a whole hand. So they did make it easier, but I think they had to make it easier offsetting the fact that I think they're going to do a lot of stuff to them. And before I throw it back to you, one of the funny lines I heard from Matt was, I'm deaf, now I'm blind, I can't see, and I can't hear. <laughs> I was like, poor guy. He has, uh, he can barely hear anything, now he can't see anything, so it's going to be tough for him, but it was a funny line that I like that he was able to joke about himself, but it's, we're going to see, man. It's going to be big. I agree. I'm here for it. Like, this is a good competition. I agree with you, the button is way too big, but maybe because of, you know, um jump scares and all that kind of stuff. That's what you I was thinking. They've got to offset it a bit for some yeah, maybe, yeah, And they can't kneel down. Because in the other one, you could do whatever as long as your finger was on the button. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. I want... Oh, and what I don't mm-hmm. like... I'm so sorry to cut you off. No, go ahead. Was what made the pressure cooker harder was you could see everyone outside relaxing. You know what I mean? Eating, chilling, sleeping, and then the conversations that can have had and the deals that could be made. Ultimately, if the pressure cooker was like this, enclosed, and once you're gone, you're gone, uh, Kesar would have won. Because, yes, what's-her-name convinced her, but the people outside were convincing him, you're tired, you want to get it over with, and that led to his downfall. Here, you're not going to have the outside kind of influence you, you know what I mean? Except for the people that are trying to get the hell out, right? You need three people to get out. So I want to see how that difference plays out. Because I like the fact, damn, I want to go outside. Look, they're eating. Damn, they're taking a nap. Man, they get to go back inside. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. Like, the fact that people can't leave. They have to leave in sets of three. So will, like, the final five, like, who will the final five be? And how will that affect the final two? That's going to be interesting. You know, they're not going to have everybody there. I agree with you. Having the entire house there, like, that makes it much more interesting. Being able to see, being able to look in, all that stuff. Being able to converse. Like, that's that's going to be missing. But I hope the twists and the turns are sort of, like, make up for that fact. Like, I want them to drop cockroaches on them. Like, I want them... <laughs> I want, like, a scare actor... You know, to like I'm, pop out of it. windows and stuff. You know, I want them to be covered in goop and slime. Like, I want the feathers to drop down, and maybe they think it's spiders. Like, I, I just, I want worms to like, you know, fall from the sky. Like, I want everything bad to happen to them because they have to not to steal that other show's slogan. You know, outwit, outlast. Like, I want them to do all of that. And outplay. Exactly. So I want them all to suffer in a good way. Because this is an important HOH. Like, I don't know who's going to win this. I don't know. 
And clearly the majority of them had no idea what the fuck the pressure cooker was because they all went immediately to America to ask her because they know she's a BB super fan. Are y'all really super fans? I'm just asking. Because this one is legendary. Like, they only did this one once. And it was huge. Because it sealed Kesar's fate. So once again, the fact that they brought him back to, like, not really host it, but to, like, introduce it. I mean, props to him. You know, it's been 18 years, so I'm sure he's like, fuck that shit. Like, who cares? You know, it wasn't like it's, like, last year or, like, yesterday. Uh, so he doesn't have the feelings for it. But, um, I mean, it's a legendary competition, and, like, they don't know anything about it. Like, you need to get your life right. Now, speaking of legendary, Jeff, I want to ask you. I've been waiting to talk about this, and we're going to talk about it now, if you don't mind. They brought something back you were hoping they were going to bring back. You talked about this. I want to say in the first or second episode we recorded, you know, what old stuff could they bring back? And you said it, and you know what? You spoke it into fruition. You said they need to bring back America's vote, and that's exactly what they did, Sir Jeffrey. You have called so many things, right? I'm impressed, bro. Keep it up, man. That's right. Thank Getting you. things. Because, no, and they're good, but they're great valid points. They're bringing back America's vote. And in America's vote, that power is crazy. And I, I love it. The power of invincibility. Mm-hmm. Now, what I like more about it is you can't just choose one person. It's going to be the four highest votes. The four guests with the four highest votes from America will compete in a secret individual um, game to see who wins this power. Man, whoever they hired, whoever they got for this season, they need to keep them on because they're knocking out a park week after week. Jeff, what are your thoughts, one, on bringing America's vote back, two, on the power itself, three, who do you think will get chosen and who may win it? All right. So just to go over the rules for, for the listeners. So apparently this is a BB Comics verse twist. It is America's Vote. It is officially called the BB Power of Invincibility. And uh, th- this is what they said. So with this special power, the person who wields this power can save an evicted house guest in the next two evictions. They can also use it on themselves. And as you said, America is currently voting. Not America that's in the House. America as in, you know, all of us. We are all voting. And the four highest vote-getters will do this secret competition. And one of those four will win this prize. I am almost certain Suri is going to be one of those four. Let's just be for real, real, real. Sari will be one of those four. Who the other three will be? That's something I'm not 100% sure. Because I, I don't know who the general public would like. Like, I know BB Twitter really likes Nicole. But they don't really show her much on the show. So will, like, the casuals be voting for her? BB Twitter also kind of likes America, but we don't see her that much on the show. So will the casuals vote for her? Like, will the casuals like Blue? You know, I don't know. This is going to be an interesting vote because it's going to help us understand who the casuals like. The people that just watch the show on CBS, who do they like? Um, yeah, sometimes BB Twitter doesn't always get their way. Sometimes it, they do. Uh, we'll also see who the uh, alumni, you know, former house guests, like who the BB legends will be pushing for people to vote for. Um, yeah, I think that'll also help someone, you know, gain a lot of votes so that they can compete. But I'm 100% certain Suri will be competing. Now, whether she does well or not, I don't know. I need to see her compete in a competition on Big Brother to see, you know, whether I I sort of uh, will be rooting for her in competitions because thus far she has not won anything. But it's an interesting power. I'm here for it. And let's also be honest, it's the best time for it to come out because if Sari is chosen, 
which she will be. Let's just be fully clear on that. If she ends up winning it, I mean, this is a huge power that she can use. Huge, 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 huge. Because, let's be for real, once again, if any of those other people that is not a professor or a bye-bye bitch, if they end up winning, Sari is nominated. Guaranteed. A thousand percent. Sari is nominated. This could be her saving grace. Or if Jared, for whatever reason, ends up being in one of those four and he wins it, this could be a way for him to save his mom. Like, this would be a moment in which he would have to show his cards, but, you know, it would be a big moment. And I think he would actually use it on his mom. I think. Who knows now, based off of his relationship with Blue. But I, I think he would. Um, well, I know Izzy Fields would, but I don't know if she's a fan favorite to the casuals. Yeah. What about you? What's your sort of theorizing? Do you believe 100% Sari will be one of the four? And do you have any idea who potentially the other three could be? Yeah, I agree with you. It's got to be Sari 100%. I think for the other three, and I agree with everything that you said, by the way. I fully agree with it. I believe uh, Matt will be the other one. Matt is good. Yes, I agree with you. I think Matt is very likable. I think it's funny. I believe Felicia might be the third one. Oh, that would be awesome. She's not winning it, though. Well, right. no, no, you know what? Let me not even oh, say that. She won HOH, and I was rooting right? for her yeah. to win HOH for two weeks in a row. She could win it. She could win Very it. Very true. As long as and it's nothing that she has to, with the goop on the ground. <laughs> I want to say for the fourth, I feel like it's split between Jag and I believe Corey. Uh, those are those are my two guesses. But then again, I know if he hasn't been talked about at all, he has low of a chance. But America and Nicole makes sense. But I believe out of those are my guesses for the four. If I had to choose four, I would just go with Jag. Which I hope not because that's a really threat, physical threat. I think Matt, another one, but he is uh, Sari and Felicia. Those would be the ones that I believe will be chosen by America. It'll be interesting to find out and see. But I'm here for it. I hope. We get one more America's vote or America's quest for them to do like they used to do back in the day, kind of like an America's player type of situation, just to throw it in for a week, right? I think that would be really cool, but I hope they have more uh, in America's involvement because I feel like yes. they're putting everything at the perfect time, the pressure cooking coming out. The random chaos that's like happening organically, it's not production pushing it or kind of, you know, shove their faces in it or getting involved in the game. No, they're this, they're letting it happen, which I'm happy to see. And I'm excited for it. And it's going to be oh, this night. I keep, man, I don't understand how it keeps getting better. We want it to get better, right? That's what we hope for. But sometimes we have we have weeks right in the past where it's, eh, it's okay. Eh, this week's a little boring. Eh, whatever, right? But no, it's it's been interesting to say the very least. And I am all here for it. Scary Verse finally has a real comp. I mean, I'll, I'll take that back. I like the hide and seek one. That was good. After that, that stupid wall laying down thing, pulling you into oblivion, Julie's Nether Regents thing. I was like, come on, Scary Verse, you got to redeem yourself. And I feel like it's redeeming itself. And the competitions, they've been, they've been good. There's not mm-hmm. one I thought it was boring or like lackluster. Maybe the walking, but I like that it was quick and it was strategic. So it wasn't bad. It's been good. Minus I feel like minus the premier day games and competitions, every every comp has been pretty good and pretty awesome to watch. Yeah. I agree with you on that. Yes. Oh gosh. Yes, this America. If Sari reads it, if Sari wins it, man. That'll be, like, the perfect script is for her to win it, straight up. That is the perfect script for good television, for viewership. And, uh, and you know what? You want I feel like the highest-rated episode could be when she is nominated. I think that'll be a very high-rated episode whenever she is nominated on the block, and if she's there on eviction night. Uh, hopefully it's way later. That's just me predicting, because I feel like she brings a lot of viewership, and I like the fact that She's making mistakes as a veteran game reality game show player. She's making mistakes, which shows that it doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, it's difficult. But give her credit, man. She makes a lot of great 
uh, allies in the sense that they want to keep her and they want to mm-hmm. work with her rather than go after. Because the only one I've heard go after is Cameron. He's been vocal about it. I mentioned Corey, but Corey's smart in the sense that he knows he can't go after her because of who she is. But he respects her game. It always brings it up, especially with Izzy. I mean, she's great. She's Sari, of course. You know, yeah, Sari had this. Oh, yeah, Sari had that. And that's what screwed up Sari, just to quickly wrap this up, was everybody mentioning, oh, I passed it by Sari. Oh, I talked to Sari about it. So her name got thrown out, not menacingly, just like, like damn, everyone's going to her. And that's what kind of got her in trouble. But it's going to be interesting to see. And I, I can't wait, man. I just want to see who wins this HOH already. It's not over yet? I want to put the life on right now. No, it's not <laughs> over yet. Imagine. like It lasted like 30 minutes. They got all jump scared out or something Could you like imagine? That. Let me just say this, and I want to put this out there because I don't want this to happen. There have been times in the past with Big Brother where people will earn a game-changing power, and the power does not get used. So my hope is that with this game-changing, never-before-seen, very special, super-duper BB Comics-verse superpower, I hope whomever wins it uses it at some point. This is a big power. This is a big, big, big power. Like, I want it used. So I'm just saying, I'm putting it out there. Like, I would love for it to be used. I hate that it's a two-week situation. Well, I guess because jury's coming up soon. So maybe they don't want to use it, you know, when, when the jury, when it's, like, jury time. So, yeah, I just, I hope that it is used. So I'm just putting that out there. All right. It's that time, Mr. Pena. Who do you think is going to win the HOH and... Actually, you know what? It's it's scary verse twist. I got a scary verse twist for you, too. Expect the unexpected, as we like to say. Who do you want to win? Instead of who do you think is going to win, let's do who do you want to win and who do you not want to win. Let's do that first, and then we'll talk about nominees. So who would you oh, okay. love for for them to win it? Who would you hate for them to win it? If Sari needed to win a comp now, this is it. I want Sari to win it. I want her to win it so bad. Well, I don't want to win it. Oh, hold on. There's an update. Suri is out of the competition. Uh, no, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm joking. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I would like scratch that edit. Well, the one I would love to win it, if Suri had to win a comp, it was this one. If her time was to win an HOH, it has to be this one. I would love to see her in the driver's seat for this week to guarantee her safety and finally, hopefully, get Cam out. And the person I don't want to win, of course... It's Cam. He cannot win. If he wins, it is over. There's just not over, but man, it makes it hard. And I want Sari to be in danger in a couple of weeks down the line. It's too early, but this game is going by so fast. We're getting so many great episodes, but Sari needs to win it. Cam cannot. Yeah, I pretty much agree with you on that. Sari needs to win it. Cam can't win it. I'm looking at the cast, and I'm like, who could actually win this i think america could win this but i really don't know who she would nominate like america is the wild card and america is like a huge big brother fan like i think she wants to win it because she's a huge big brother fan so i could see her winning it and i don't know what that would mean i mean she really is in the middle she just had miss felicia you know tell her you have been flaky, and you have been known as a flake, and if you're with us, you can't flake. So, would she be with them? I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I really don't know. Outside of the fact that her and Corey are kind of adorable together, and adorkable together, like, I, I don't know. Like, would she really be down for the cause with, you know, Felicia, Sari, Izzy, etc.? I don't know. 
I think America probably would be the most chaos outside of like Izzy, but I don't know if Izzy's winning this. Um, yeah, so um, I will agree. Sari needs to win this. Cameron cannot win this, and America would be the wild card. Like that might be kind of interesting to watch. Now, I know that we're kind of we, we're doing like multiple guesses for, or at least multiple hopes and 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 non-hopes for who could win. At the end of the day, who do you think gets nominated? That's tough, man, because it's honestly going to depend who wins the HOH, and I really think... Okay, well, let's do this, and I think we can both agree with this. If, let's go with who we want to win and who we don't want to win. If Suri wins, she's going to do some sort of combination. Probably it's going to be maybe Cameron and Red. And I think she'll probably tell Red the only reason you're going up is because you would be a vote to save Cameron. And if you, you know, won the veto, you would have saved Cameron. You know what I'm saying? So I think it would be Cameron and Red. If Cameron wins, which this would be like the darkest timeline for the community fans out there, it will be Sari and Izzy. 100%. You agree with that? Oh, yeah, I co-signed it. But I'm going to do one better because I agree with you everything you just said. If we go to who we want, who we, who we don't want. But I really think, plot twist, I think who's actually going to win. Jag. I, I, nope. Matt. Oh, that's interesting. I have a feeling, man. He wants it. I think he can do it with his comp. And I'll be very honest with you. I think his lack of hearing is going to help in this sense. Because, you know, people can be loud, whether they're screaming, whether they play crazy music, whether they play torturing music, you know, what, anything with the, the sound that adds to any fear or chaos, I think it assists him a little bit. It can, right? Or unless they had it extra loud. But even then, I'd be, you know, hurtful to the other ones around. But I think he has that will. He has that drive, man. He's still hurting. It helped that you got Heisem out, but I think he wants him. If he does... I don't even know he would, who he would honestly put up because he seems good with everyone. So let's just throw the scenario. We're already talking about it. If Matt wins, who do you think he puts up? I can't even think of anybody to be perfectly honest unless he goes with Cam's idea, but he's not too close to Cam either. Yeah, I don't know who he would nominate. I mean, clearly he would not nominate Jag and Blue. Because that's part of his the handful alliance, and even though there's not a handful really left of the handful, I feel like those are his closest allies. I think he would probably not nominate Miss Felicia because she didn't nominate him, and she got Heisem out. So I think he like you know just analyzing things. I feel like Very she would be yet. off the list. He is actually, I think, tight with Suri. You know, when we saw, like, the flip happening and everybody being, like, anti-Hysum and we're going to get him out, he was up in the HOH, you know, sort of laughing with them about it. So maybe he might feel a camaraderie, maybe even with Suri and Izzy. So maybe we remove them from the picture. Maybe he would go after Bowie. I don't know if he's close to Red. I don't know. Yeah, I really don't. Like, Matt is somebody, much like if America wins HOH, I really don't know who her nominees would be. Because, like, where would she stand? Like, would she stand with this new alliance that she's in? She's kind of in the middle. You know, I feel like 100% Corey is safe, but outside of that, I really don't know who she would nominate. And that's kind of what makes it interesting. And I do agree with you that Matt might have a little bit of an advantage uh, the disadvantage that he had, because I, I now kind of think Matt had a huge disadvantage during that record POV competition, I would not be surprised. Because remember we discussed this, and I didn't think about this during the recording, but I thought about it a lot in sub, like the subsequent days after we recorded that podcast. You know, because we were like, why didn't they show the final three times? Like, they showed three out of the six. They only showed half. What if they didn't show the other half because, like, everybody was within, like, maybe a minute of each other and Matt was, like, ten minutes or something? That would have looked point, man. horrible. For a hearing comp? Yeah. You know? 
that would have looked horrible. And, like, maybe that's why they also did that article that sort of was like, oh, we've been doing this, we've been doing that, you know, to sort of, like, give a little good PR to them being allegedly accommodating to Matt. I don't know, this is just a theory, like, this, I'm saying allegedly, but the fact that they did not show the three lowest scores and Matt was competing, it kind of breaks my heart to think that maybe his was, like, way off. Like, you know, if all everyone was, like, maybe max three minutes and then Matt was, like, ten minutes, clearly he was at a disadvantage. So this competition could be advantageous to him. Also, the fact that, remember with these competitions, you know, they're sometimes yelling at each other to psych each other out or to distract each other. He might not have that hindrance, you know, because of him being hard of hearing. So that also might be, you know, I mean, I hate to say it, but like beneficial in this competition. So, you know what, Matt could be someone that makes it to, you know, the end of this competition, whether he wins it or not. We'll have to wait and see, but I actually am kind of down with that idea. And it'll and be interesting. It'll be yeah. interesting just because, like, where where will he fall? Who will he nominate? I don't really know. Like, I can kind of see where the Bye Bye Bitches, the professors, who they would target. Like, we know who Cam would target. We know who Jag would target. Like, even though, you know, whatever, like, he's saying he's down with Felicia and uh, Sari and Izzy. Like, we know who he's gonna target. And Jag actually, I would say, has a good chance to do it. Like, he is very physical. He's athletic. You know, I think he could do it. I think he could do it as well. Yeah, I definitely don't see... It's gonna be funny, and this will be the end person that ends up winning. Like, I don't see Bowie winning. Sorry, Bowie, but <laughs> I really don't. I don't see, sorry, but I don't see Blue winning this. Like, I really don't. Like, so those two are out. Um, I think everyone else might have a fighting chance. Uh, I don't know if Izzy could do this one either. So Izzy might, Izzy's a question mark for me. But definitely Bowie, sorry. And blue, like I don't think they're lasting. No, I agree with you 100%. I I don't I don't see it in them. You you don't they have yet to prove anything of that type to really be beneficial to their own game or what strengths do they have or weaknesses because they kind of they're kind of there for the right at the moment. You never know, right? I initially thought of KC that way in her season until like the second half. She went beast mode, comp mode you know, winning the whole thing. So you never know, right? So I always give the benefit of the doubt to the middle to the end, right? Because you don't know. But at this very moment, they've shown nothing to us, not even on the live feeds, to say otherwise to what you're saying, that this isn't their game. It's not going to be their game anytime soon. Yeah. I don't think this is Izzy's game. I don't think so, personally. And she like, surprises and then she wins it. You know what I'm saying? Okay, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll eat crow. I will... Admit defeat on that, but same. I I see her as just a bunch. Of, I'll talk. She sees because she flip flops so much. At least with Sari, she can admit like when she was wrong about it, or like maybe it wasn't a good idea. And this is kind of like the bed they made. They got a lie in it. You know, she's able to admit to when something's wrong, or if it doesn't make sense, it doesn't make sense. With Izzy, she has to agree consistently, or she gets nervous to where she like okay no no yeah you're right yeah no I, I thought of that too i thought of that too yeah and again this is just me basing it off the lives that i've seen here with conversations that she's had with different people and that's where i find it where it's like i don't know she's not really her own person in a way which is kind of makes sense why she's latched on to sari which i mentioned earlier why she's kind of a detriment because she's more of a yes woman yes man you know to sari and that's not what she needs and felicia i mean She's a little sway, but she's very like, let me think about it. Let me weigh the pros and cons. Let me have my conversations. Let me find out. And I like that about her. And that's why I don't think this is her con. But you brought up the good point. Jag does have potential. I feel yeah. like at anything, it's good. I think this is Jag and Matt's to win, personally, if I had to pick two. But then again, we don't know how, how we don't know Red. I, I just thought about it right now. Red is from, you know, the country back. He can do a lot of things. 
we don't know his endurance or strength capabilities yet, right? So I think that's another interesting wild card. If he wins it, screw let's just keep going with our scenarios. Who would he put up? Would he go against the alliance he still believes he's in that brought Cameron supposedly into the group and told about? Like who like it's so crazy, man. I love this game because this is a rare scenario and you have to admit too, or at least do you agree or disagree with me? This is a weird scenario where you can have a handful of people win, and it's up in the air. Who would they actually choose? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I have no idea. I don't know who Red would nominate. Clearly not Cameron, so we're stuck with Cameron. Or we being the professors in the Bye Bye Bitches, they're stuck with Cameron for another week. I don't know who he would nominate. Uh, Bowie and Blue? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what his relationship is like with Bowie. For whatever reason, Sari, Izzy, and Miss Felicia do not trust Bowie at all. Bowie has done jack shit in the house. I mean, let's just be honest. I think she's just happy to be there. Like, I I don't know what she did. Maybe her doing nothing is what's pissed them off. But Bowie has done nothing. And over the past 24, maybe even 48 hours, like, they have been very anti-Bowie. So... Like, I don't really know. Oh, it'd be, it, I don't think she's going to win it, but if Bowie wins it, like, that shit's going to be hilarious. Because <laughs> I don't really even know what she would do. Um, yeah, like, I don't know who at least half of this cast would do. And I talk shit about Blue and Bowie and maybe even Izzy not winning this competition. It'd be hilarious if either of them won. But I think if Miss Felicia was in this competition, I think she would do better than the three of them that I just mentioned. I think 100%. 100%. Well, definitely better than Blue and and Bowie. Um, Maybe her and Izzy will be running neck and neck. But, yeah, I I just... I have no idea what's going to happen. This is... A crazy competition. It has happened, or it is happening, at the right night. It has been a crazy week. It has been chaotic. Secrets have been revealed. Weird alliances have formed because of the secrets being revealed. There is mistrust, distrust, untrust, lack of trust, no trust. However you want to put it, it's all in there. And it is right now being stirred in a cauldron in the Scaryverse and out popped the pressure cooker Scaryverse style. So I am fully hyped to see how this plays out. And I can't wait to see what happens. My hope beyond hope is that Cameron doesn't win it. I just, he is the last person that I want to win. And of course now he will be the one that ends up winning it because I just said he is the last person I want to win. But he really is. Like, I'm kind of almost okay if Jag, if Matt, if anybody else wins it, I'm much more okay. With Cameron, it is 100% guaranteed. Suri and Izzy. With Miss Felicia probably as the replacement nominee. That's what I think. So anybody else, I think Sari has a fighting chance. There is also this power, and the power will change the game. So depending on who wins it, it could potentially change the game. And that could be Sari's lifesaver. But as of right now, the biggest scary-verse outcome is Cameron winning. So, who's going to win it? Stay tuned. We will find out on Sunday, so here's a preview of what's to come. Sunday, HOH competition. We will see it play out. Who will rise to power? Who will they nominate? Then on Wednesday, the power of veto. Who will win it? And will they save one of the nominees? And then on Thursday, there's the live vote and eviction. And we will find out the four America's Vote winners from the special BB Comics verse, BB Power of Invincibility competition we'll find out i think they just said we'll find out who is playing in the competition i don't know if we're actually going to see the competition play out but because julie said the next two hohs my assumption is we will probably also see the competition play out we will see who won and we'll see if they end up using it can't wait man i cannot yes. wait mr pena any final thoughts before we wrap <sighs> this thing up so many, but I'm going to save that for Thursday because it's an ongoing thing, so it could be talked about at any time. But, hey, broken record, great season, great gameplay, bad gameplay.
gameplay, very interesting gameplay, random gameplay, all the type of plays you can think of are happening, and I'm just happy I got the app. Watch it all live. Very nice. All right. Listeners, stay tuned. It's going to be an interesting week. That's all that I will say. So on that note, join us next time for a brand new installment of Expect the Unexpected. Here's our announcer to remind you on how you can interact with us. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through Apple Podcasts and Google Play. Thanks, announcer, my co-host, my fellow house guest. Please wish the listeners a good night. Good night, people. Thanks for tuning in. Subscribe to Expect the Unexpected via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. You can also download the entire series by visiting papachuloradio.com slash archives from outside the Big Brother house, at least virtually. I'm Jeffrey Aruz. Love one another. Good night. What I, what I wanted to add, but it's, again, it's a whole other conversation, was to rerun up the fact, like, how different the Big Brother is from Survivor. Because, and she kind of fed into that paranoia of Felicia. I don't know if you saw some of the lies, but Corey and Jack are talking about, yeah, they're getting paranoid because they saw Blue and Red talking. Or they saw these yes. two going to the room. They didn't talking game. Because, one, I don't care what they say. That's a fucking fact. More times than not, you're going to talk some type of game. I don't care who you are which I thought was stupid on Corey's and Jared's part. But they did they did make a point where they get too paranoid because on Survivor, if there are two alone at any point for whatever reason, they're talking Gabe, you need to be careful. They're talking about you. And I think that's where and that's where even Sari goes, this feels a lot what did she say? She just said like something to the effect like it felt quicker or it felt like yeah, just the way it's set up is very different. And she, she admitted to that, saying, like, yeah, it's very different the way it is. You know, when you go off, oh, she mentioned this. You know how every week is, like, scrambling, scrambling, scrambling. In Survivor, it's not like that. Because you really can't think of anything till the day of who wins the uh, power of immunity. And then it's not until it gets to, like, they merge or, like, the final eight or ten. Then there's a lot of scrambling and talking. So when you have, like, 15, 16 contestants, it's not that crazy. Where this week, it or they has she's seen, every week is crazy. Like, flip like you said, flip-flopping. Even she was like, damn, like, this is an every week thing. <laughs> and how crazy it's getting. So you brought up a super great point, and you mentioned it before, that, you know, how she would play or how different it is. And... And to my, I, I can acknowledge it now, like, seeing her more in this game compared to Survivor, you're seeing the vast difference between the two. One is, they're both paranoia, right? But Big Brother is, like, almost constant. And you're stuck. <laughs>